you are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked Locked On. Locked Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Uh, you can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on? You know, we're, we're all just trying to find our way in a post-DAC 2020. I mean, it's uh, it's... It's like the apocalypse, basically. Everything that can go wrong is going to go wrong, and, it, and it, it's been really dark. But you know what? We're, 2020, we're, man. 2020. We're, we're, we're trying to move past it. We're trying to find a way through the darkness and uh, and, and move move forward ahead. Because the good news is we do have a capable backup, a quarterback. Uh, there is talent on this team. Uh, we're going to talk about exactly what, what it's going to look like moving forward. Absolutely. We're going to get to your Twitter questions today. Um, and let's start with this question uh, from Noah. He wants to know, what is the ceiling of this Dallas Cowboys team uh, with Andy Dalton at quarterback, with no Tyron Smith at tackle, no Lyle Collins? Just how far can Mike McCarthy and Andy Dalton take this team this year? Now, it does help, again, that they're in the NFC East. And as we sit here, uh, you know, heading into week six, somehow at two and three, they're half a game up in the division uh, can this Cowboys team make the playoffs, Landon? Uh, you know, Marcus, we live in a world where the Philadelphia Eagles have a Super Bowl trophy. And there you I, go. Exactly. I, Anything's possible, I guess, right? Any, anything can happen. So, uh, and, and, you know, again, kind of pointing to that, that Super Bowl that they won, uh, you know, Nick Foles was obviously the backup quarterback when Carson Wentz got hurt. And, and, and probably that's why they went to the Super Bowl. Uh, and, and I, I think if you're going to ask me whether Nick Foles is a better quarterback than Andy Dalton, I'm going to tell you no, he's not. Um, or at least that's my opinion. Uh, so I think that the, as far as does Andy Dalton have enough talent to win the Super Bowl, I, I think he does. Uh, the question then becomes, can the rest of the Cowboys team get it together enough to kind of unlock the talent that seemed, that we thought was there? Uh, and 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 kind of stabilize themselves enough to go on on the run and I, and I think it it you know again it's a question about Andy Dalton but it goes back to the health of this defense and and how mm-hmm. how this team is going to be able to stop the other team from scoring thirty plus points a game because as much confidence as I do have in Andy Dalton to still be able to score points uh, in this offense just because of the talent that that's on it even at with the, the two starting offensive tackles missing. I, I think he has the talent to score you know, 28, 29, 30 points a game, maybe. Yeah. I mean, so I think. Ex- and especially if the defense can give them any help, right? And give them shorter fields and can give, you know, create turnovers like we saw last week. That'll help the offense. We just, I mean, Prescott really didn't get that at all this season. So, yeah, I, I agree with you there. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the problem, right? Is that, that the help that Prescott needed for his team to be able to be a Super Bowl contender is the help that Andy Dalton is going to need to make this team a anything more than a playoff contender because like you said a borderline we are, playoff team, we, yeah. are we are still in the NFC lease so they could 
stumble fall their way into the into a playoff spot at this point just accidentally. I, I do think the schedule is going to be very beneficial to the Cowboys. Again, two games left with Washington. Uh, they play Arizona this week. Two games left with Philadelphia. If you happen to split with Philly or you know maybe even beat them twice, uh, I think this division's probably locked up in Dallas's favor. Now, the, the middle of the schedule is going to get a little bit more difficult with games against uh, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and San Francisco. Um, but it's not the hardest schedule in the world to potentially get seven to eight wins. Um, I want to talk more about the Cowboys and what they should do in regards to tanking and or potentially trying to make the playoffs. Uh, but a lot of people want to know about Andy Dalton's fit in this offense and more specifically how he fits with these receivers because, um, you know, when everything was clicking with the Cowboys, Amari Gallup and CeeDee Lamb were all getting fed along with Dalton Schultz. Uh, who do you expect to benefit the most from Andy Dalton beating under center? And who do you expect to maybe get the short end uh, of the stick here at wide receiver? Well, I, I think, you know, Schultz and, and, and Lamb to me seem like very obvious candidates just because I think, you know, if, if Dalton is uncomfortable with, with the pressure that he can unload it to the middle of the field and Lamb and Schultz will be there. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, Gallup was struggling to get a bunch of targets in this offense even before Dak got hurt. And I think now that Dalton is in, um, I think that they're still going to try to incorporate Gallup down the field, but I think it might be more difficult for Dalton to even get those attempts off down the field uh, just because I don't know that he will be as adept at buying time in the pocket, allowing those kind of double moves or just longer developing nine routes. Can, can do- I push back on there, though? Please. Because I do think the, the one thing I think Dalton does do very well is throw a very catchable deep ball. Now, he doesn't yeah. have the best arm, Yeah. but we saw on that the very last play of the game on Sunday – that ball that he threw to Gallup down the field was incredible, right? That had a ton of air under it. It allowed Michael Gallup to adjust it, you know, underneath it. And we've seen him before with A.J. Green and John Ross and, you know, even back before with Mohamed Sanu and Marvin Jones. That is something that he does particularly well. I- I'm more concerned about Amari Cooper, to be honest, Landon. Well, I-, I will I will say that, you know, he also did that with Andre Whitworth as his left tackle. So that's I mean fair. that's that's, that's and I because that's my my criticism of Dalton is certainly not that he can't throw the deep ball. I think if he's given the time, and that's and that's maybe the other thing that I was going to mention is that, you know, maybe in order to give him the time, they are going to have to look at playing more tight ends. You're going to have to see more Blake Bell to get more protection, that sort of thing. Because I do think that if given the time, he can attack down the field. I just don't know that he has the capability to buy himself the time the way that Dak Prescott does. So uh, I actually am less worried about Amari Cooper because I think Amari Cooper can win short. And I think Amari Cooper can win uh, in the the slant game. And especially with Mike McCarthy as a part of this team, uh, you know, I can't I can't imagine that slant flats aren't going to eventually start making their way into the uh, into the the play calling pretty regularly. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I think that I think that Gallup to me seems like the guy that might take the biggest hit if only if only because it's going to be difficult for Dalton to get to those completions, not because I don't think Dalton can make those completions. I'm just a little bit worried about the timing with Amari Cooper because that is something that Prescott and Amari were fantastic at. They they read coverages the same. When Amari broke open, the ball was on time. I'm just a little bit nervous about it, especially considering you notice right away that the difference in ball velocity between Dak Prescott and Andy Dalton was pretty significant. 
if those balls are you know half a second late, that could be the difference between a big completion or an you know incompletion or an interception. So uh, I, I think that's something I'm concerned about. Um, Lena, let's go ahead and move on and answer this question from Matt. Uh, would it be better for the Cowboys to tank this year, considering they're two and three and all the injuries they have, or is it better that they try to fight and squeeze into the playoffs? I want to know what you would like to see the Cowboys do. And then again, what you expect the Cowboys to do under Mike McCarthy. Well, I definitely will answer the latter first. I, I definitely expect them not to tank. Um, I expect I expect them to, to fully commit to trying to make the playoffs and then trying to make a run in the playoffs. And again, I point back to the Eagles and, and what they did with Nick Foles. And, and if the Cowboys get hot in the last part of the season – you know, they could easily go into the playoffs and, you know, win, win a couple games, at least make some noise. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, I think, you know, as far as what's best for them, I, I think that's probably arguable. I mean, I think there's an argument to be made to that. The idea that if they were to lose some meaningless games here and there, uh, the, that this season in the draft, even more than a regular draft, there is benefit to having a high draft pick because of Found the down. known quantity element of of the draft this year. And the, more like the unknown quality of the draft. There's just so many players that opted out that are high high name players or players that have incomplete tape or inconsistent tape or just guys that you don't have the evaluations on that you would normally have for a player of that ilk. I think that there is value in having maybe a pick you know, seven to eight picks higher just because simply the pool of known quantity drops off a lot quicker this year. But having said all that, you know, this is also still a really young team. So it's, you know, I, I think that there's arguments both ways. Um, I also, I, you know, I, but I think it's also a moot point because I think they are not going to do anything close to tanking or really even soft tanking. I think the closest thing that they'll probably do is, start playing a, a lot more of their younger players just to see what they have in, in, in their, in them. And especially if they, some of these vets are not doing anything that's worthy of keeping them on the field. Yeah. I do think if the Cowboys get to a point, let's say they're three and six or three and seven, and it's pretty clear that they're not going to win the division and make the playoffs. I think that's when the Cowboys will start thinking ahead. Right. So if guys like, Demarcus Lawrence or Leighton Vander Esch or CeeDee Lamb are dealing with some nagging injuries. They're probably going to shut them down just to be careful. Um, but I do think there is value in trying to win games. Um, I'm going to use uh, my hometown Pittsburgh Steelers as an example from last year. Typical. as to what, Yeah, <laughs> uh, as to why that's a smart move, right? Ben Roethlisberger went down in week two. They actually started the season out 0-3. Um, but they battled back, got to eight and eight, barely uh, missed the playoffs last season. And they found ways to win games when the situation wasn't perfect. We've seen time and time again during the Tony Romo era, whenever he went down, this team fell apart, right? In the 2015 season, uh, they went one and 11 without him. In the 2013 season, when they needed Kyle Orton to win one game for him, they couldn't do that. In 2010, when Romo went down, the offense fell apart uh, and they really struggled to be competitive until after they fired uh, Wade Phillips. So I, I think they're, again, I think there's some value in figuring out to win games in the NFL. It's incredibly difficult to do it. Uh, but I think, I think they, this team has the talent on both sides of the ball. And I think 
they can do it. And I think the schedule allows them to do it. We'll see if they can actually get it done. But to your point about the draft picks, um, this is a great draft. I mean, I know we haven't studied this a ton, but just from the outside looking in, man, the top five or six of this class is incredible. And with very likely being three quarterbacks drafted in the top five or six picks, if you're sitting at number five, number six, you could very well get the best non-quarterback on your board. And again, I don't think the Cowboys are going to be entering the quarterback conversation. I know a lot of people out there want them to, uh, you know, if they can't figure out this Dak Prescott conversation, but there is a lot of value. I want to get to a question from Kevin uh, Landing because it kind of ties in here. He wants to know what are the two or three positions that if the Cowboys do get, let's say a top 15 pick uh, that we should be looking ahead to because there's some pretty significant needs on this roster, but which ones are the most pressing going into 2021 and beyond? Well, you know, the unfortunate thing is that you probably, you, you should be really careful trying to solve the most pressing need in the top 15 picks. If, if, and Last I, year was a perfect example, right? Yeah, I, I think you really want to wait until to see what, what falls to you because of exactly what you're talking about, CD Lamb falling to you, and even more so because I, I mean, you may have a different ranking, but to me, the number the number one pressing thing on this team, without a doubt, is defensive tackle. Without a doubt, and I, I think that if you're drafting a defensive tackle in the top 15, man, he better be a really good defensive tackle. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, so I, I don't know, I don't know if there is that guy this year. Uh, I know a lot of, I mean, I, I haven't done a ton of study, but I know I have an idea of the top 15 or 20 players in this, in this draft, at least mm-hmm. as we stand. Um, I, I have a feeling that it would probably be something more like an offensive tackle, a cornerback, potentially there's lots of good cornerback depth. It seems like Absolutely. this year. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, getting another cornerback high would not be the worst thing at all. And suddenly turning a weakness into a strength. Um, you know, I, I think that there's, there's definitely positions that, I mean, this team is very talented, you know, and and I think you they're can, not that far away. They're really not. I, I don't no, think they are. No, I just think that you know they they kind of almost have to, they almost kind of draft have to draft for need just for simple reason that you know it would feel like a wasted draft. I mean, unless you're unless you're taking we don't want to get into all this draft talk, but I I think that the bottom we're line not is, talking we're not talking specifics until yeah. this team is out of playoff contention. Yeah, exactly. Again, we're first place in the NFC East. We're not we're not getting into players yet. Exactly. Bottom line is that I would say that, you know, defensive tackle is the number one th- need on this team. I don't know that I'm I don't know that I'm excited to draft a defensive tackle in the top 15 necessarily. So I would think about cornerback, offensive tackle potentially if depending on what you feel like that situation is going to be long term, uh, those would probably be where I start. Just wanted to take a quick break to tell you guys about Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day, because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. All right, there's another question from Mike, and this kind of ties into the draft. I think there's going to be so much uncertainty in this draft, as you mentioned, with 
COVID and you've got some guys, you know, at the very top of the draft that aren't playing at all, like a Michael Parsons from Penn State, yeah. uh, the Sewell from Oregon, the, the, you know, the fantastic offensive tackle. Um, so it's very possible that draft picks are not as valuable in regular years. So uh, Mike wants to know, should we expect this Cowboys team to make any big moves ahead of the trade deadline? I believe the trade deadline is three weeks from Tuesday. Um, so the Cowboys do have some time. Uh, but if again, if they are to make a trade, and remember they have a bunch of compensatory picks this year, which positions would you like them to target? I've got a feeling you're going to say the same ones we just mentioned. Yeah, I mean, I think I think those are the ones. It's, but I would I would you know kind of rearrange that heavily because I I think that is an area where trading a pick for a, a known quantity but a, a young known quantity that you can can grow with your team that is where I'm very interested in trading for a defensive tackle because. Really, to me, I think it's one of the more difficult positions to project to the NFL because there's so many different techniques, because there's so many different playing styles, because the type of player and mentality that you have to have in order to play mm-hmm. in the trenches in the NFL is just so rare. I think that I think that trading a high high I mean I for a good one I trade first round pick. You know I, mm-hmm. I think it, uh, a high draft pick for a defensive tackle um, is worth it. Because I think if you if you can get someone that you know can perform, um, and, and he's young, uh, like like you said, the inverse of, of all this COVID uh, mess is true with with the trade market in, in in the draft. The picks aren't worth as much as as they should be. But I mean, again, we all say that, or you and I say that, but the teams know that too. You know, so Absolutely. it's it, it's yeah. baked it's baked into the uh, it's baked into the the trade market. So. Um, th- now there may be, you know, arguments and, and debates as to how much it should affect the uh, the trade market, and I think that you know that is where the uh, market inefficiencies will be seized upon by the smart teams. They'll figure out you know who is valuing who's who's knocking the 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 twenty twenty one picks the most for the the uncertainty, and then they'll they'll take advantage of that market. But mm-hmm. I think I think it's still a situation where the Cowboys have to at least explore all you know any kind of uh, you know first round former first round defensive tackle that is in its in his fourth year that didn't get his fifth year option picked up or uh, you know a, a fifth year guy a rookie guy that that is probably not going to be resigned for whatever reason uh, mm-hmm. or, or a team that just has a surplus of defensive tackles if that team exists. Maybe it's the maybe it's the Jets because it always seems like it's the Jets. Um, so yeah, yeah, I was gonna, I, I was gonna bring up I was gonna bring up Quinton Williams, right? That's that's no. the name that keeps popping well, in my go. mind. You know, that's someone who was drafted in the I believe is the 2019 draft, right? Yeah, 2019. Sounds draft. right. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a team that uh, you know Joe Douglas, their new GM. I don't believe he drafted any of those guys. Uh, there seems like it's completely tearing that thing down. Um, he's been pretty good for them. Maybe he hasn't quite lived up to the, the number two or number three status of where he was drafted, but that's a guy that could come in right away. Uh, I'll give you another. Now, I, I'm not, again, I'm just spitballing here. We have no idea if these guys are actually available, what the price tag is. Um, but we know that Ed Oliver was a defensive tackle that the Cowboys absolutely loved. I believe uh, we even got some little rumblings that he was the number one overall player on their board in the 2019 draft, maybe Buffalo, who has a ton of different defensive linemen, maybe they're fine giving up, you know, Ed Oliver for a first round pick 
uh, considering you know what they've gotten AJ Epinesa, Harrison Phillips, some of those other guys. So uh, while I don't expect those type of trades to go down or go through, I think that's what Dallas would be interested in here uh, if they're going to give away a first round pick. Um, Landon, I want to talk about the Cowboys offensive line a little bit. A couple of people were asking what we thought about um, Tyler Biotish and Brandon Knight. And, you know, some of those guys, you can go listen to our All-22 review uh, from Tuesday. But this is more specific to Andy Dalton. How does this offensive line change or what do they have to do protection-wise now to help out Andy Dalton? Because he is mobile, but he's not as mobile as uh, a Dak Prescott. He's not as sturdy and good at breaking tackles inside of the the pocket as uh, an Andy Dalton. Dalton's pocket awareness just isn't the same. What do you expect from this Cowboys offensive line going forward with their new quarterback? Well, I think that you're probably going to see a little bit more in the quick game just to kind of help Andy Dalton get into a rhythm a little bit earlier. Um, you know, he is uh, mobile enough to to be useful in the boot action game. Uh, I think you'll see more play action that involves, you know, him moving around and uh, trying to get outside to get misdirection going. Um, you know, I think moving the pocket, uh, just anything that's going to kind of keep the, the pass rush off off kilter a little bit and, and buy Andy Dalton a little bit more time to kind of pres- look at windows. I think those are all good things. You know, you hope that Dalton will be good at protecting the football and, 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 and you know, making smart decisions. But I, I think what you're going to need to scheme up a little bit more than you did with Dak is the kind of deep, deep down the field shots. You're either giving him a little bit extra protection so that he has the time to deliver more the 12. ball down the field. Yeah. yeah. More, more 12 personnel, whether it's um, just to keeping them in as blockers or keeping one in as a blocker and the, 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 the defensive scheme, not knowing which is which, or, you know, just like I said, things that uh, with moving pockets, things that can get him outside of the pocket so that he has different windows, different angles, maybe just a tick longer that to uh, allow a double move to develop downfield before he has to throw the ball. He, he throws, I mean, the, the benefit that you get with Andy Dalton is that he throws with a little bit more anticipation. Uh, and, and, and I think that has a lot to do with the fact that he doesn't have the arm that Dak Prescott no, does. Not, so exactly. Yep. He, he needs to throw with a little bit more anticipation. So um, I, I think that, you know, getting used to the timing of some of that stuff will will will, will be an issue. But I think, uh, you know, ultimately, the only thing that they really need to kind of help Andy Dalton with is getting extra time in the pocket so he can avail himself of his arm. He does throw a deep ball that's nice, uh, but he's not as good at, at moving around in the pocket as Dak is. And he also is probably not, I mean, not that you would want to be running any of this anytime soon now, but <laughs> he's not going to be the guy that you're going to be calling necessarily schemed run run calls sure. for. But he can run all the play action yeah, and sure, all the, absolutely. the bootlegs and all that kind of stuff. And he can't do that. Like, I mean, he, I just don't know that you would want to call it regularly right. like that. Right. Just wanted to take a quick break to tell you about our friends at Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for over 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. 
Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Um, I've got one question here that we'll finish up with, Landon, and this is really more of a philosophy question, right? So over the last couple days, I've seen a lot of different people uh, including a lot of national media members, and I'm not going to call any of them out, but they're oh saying that the, well, I think you know who we're talking about. Oh, but, okay, good. Uh, <laughs> uh, saying that the Cowboys are going to run the ball, uh, they're going to run the ball more <laughs> with uh, Ezekiel Elliott, they're going to, uh, you know, take the ball out of Dalton's hand, and in turn, that's going to make the Cowboys a better team. My question to you, Landon, is if you're Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore, do you embrace the run more and try to shorten games or do you try to stay ahead of schedule and try to avoid third downs by continuing to pass more on first and second down? Uh, I mean, clearly you got a booger on you or something. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's what this is about. Uh, I, you know, oh, man. I'm going to get so much trouble. <laughs> uh, I, uh, you know, I, I I think that it's that the beggars can't be choosers. To be honest, yeah. I, I think that we are in here talking about uh, this like Dak Prescott is the only problem that we're going to have on this team. That that now that he's gone, that that, that we got to solve the quarterback issue, and then that's it. Man, I have not seen a lot of great football out of the rest of this team either. So no, that's fair. I think fair. that I think for me, it, again, it starts there. And it, it starts with the, the the rest of the team playing well, and um, and I think we can sit here and talk about you know what Andy Dalton can and can't do well, but I think that, that we paid a lot of money and we were very thrilled to get uh, Andy Dalton as a backup quarterback and 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 uh, to have that option uh, so that we wouldn't have to worry about it as much. And I'm not even trying to say that he's anywhere close to Dak Prescott, and he's not. I mean, that, but that's par for the course when you're talking about backup quarterbacks and quarterbacks. But again, all of this is a moot conversation if the rest of the Cowboys' offense and defense—I mean, mm-hmm. obviously the defense—but but offense as well. The rest of the Cowboys' offense needs to get their act together consistently. Um, and and you know, Dak was part of that issue too. He was having issues without with, a doubt, with, sure, without a doubt. But the rest of this offense, their their um, their margin for error is gone now. Dak Prescott was the margin for error, and he was the the, the equalizer, and mm-hmm. that's 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 gone now. Now you're playing with a uh, average average starter at the NFL quarterback, which is an incredible thing to have as a backup quarterback. So right now you're playing with an average starter in the NFL, and is this team good enough to make the playoffs with an average starter at, the, at, at quarterback? I think they have the talent, but they're not playing like it right now. So that's got to change first, and then we can have a discussion about how far Andy Dalton can take us. I think in regards to play sequencing, Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy are aggressive. It's just it's just their nature, right? Yeah. I don't think they believe in playing grinded out football. We're going to run the ball first and second down every single time. And that's the way to win games. I think they want to be aggressive. I think you're going to see them come out 
and I think you are going to see a lot of passes. You maybe it'll be more designed, easier throws, right? So maybe more, you know, play action bootlegs. Maybe it's more screens. Maybe it's quick hitters just to get the receivers involved and kind of shake some of that rust off of Andy Dalton. But I really, really don't anticipate this team all of a sudden being like, hey. Okay, let's take the ball out of the hands of our quarterback. We don't trust him at all. They paid him a lot of money to come in here and win games. I think they're going to trust him. Yeah, I think I like I said, I I think they they aren't going to have to be have the option to choose style. You know, I think if this team is is going to win throwing the football, then that's what they're going to have to do because they have the horses outside of Andy Dalton to do that. Clearly, they have Absolutely. the best wide receiver core in the NFL. Uh, you know, and and Dak Press and uh, Zeke Elliott can can function as a pass protector a little bit more if they need him to be. Uh, I I honestly think that at this point the offense is so important to what the the health of the entire team because they have to produce points in order for this team to win that mm-hmm. they can't get caught up in trying to focus on running the football a little bit more to uh, control the clock or you know, trying to only throw on first downs because they got to be aggressive and go after it. They got to figure out what's actually, what actually is going to facilitate a functioning offense regularly. And if they, if that can, if they can get that part solved, uh, then maybe they can get to a point where they can dictate style a little bit or, or, you know, worry about killing the clock when they need to, or they, they just need to get this thing stabilized first then they can kind of figure out if they want to adjust their style accordingly to Andy Dalton. Fair enough. Uh, We'll get to see the Cowboys on Monday Night Football on ESPN against the Arizona Cardinals. Our first look at what Andy Dalton is going to do as the Dallas Cowboys starter under Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.